Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the third episode. Uh, we're really thrilled that we actually reached the third episode, but we have so much content to share. All right. So uh, I'm Palgun. Uh, I uh, own Dice Toy Labs. Uh, some of you already know we make cool Indian games. And uh, we have Ronak. Ronak owns the coolest cafe in India called Chayan Games in Mumbai. Ronak, say hi. Hey everyone, I'm Ronak. I'm the chai gamer. I like to drink chai and play games. But if you offer me coffee, I'll, I'll not say no to it. <laughs> or Papaji. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, this is so cool. Thank you so much. In case you're listening to this podcast, it's so cool that you're actually supporting us. It motivates us. And uh, look out for more content coming. So today, the topic that we're discussing is player counts in board games. Ronak, what do you think about Absolutely. this topic? I think this is very important topic to discuss because right from the beginning, you know, from the from the designer, when they think about the game, about the designing the game, you know, they always have to keep in mind how many people will play the game. What is the player count? Because depending on that, they have to, you know, make sure they have to infuse the mechanics of the game inside the game. Right. right? So that is very in the beginning, right from the designing and the conceptualization stage to all the way in the end, in the end to the marketing phase where, the, you know, there's a publisher who's, or the retailer who's trying to recommend a game to a prospective gamer or the buyer. Right. So if when the gamer comes in and says, you know, she says that, hey, I have a family of five and I, I need a five player game. That's when the retailer will pull out the shelf of a five player, uh, you know, of a you know, five player whole collection and then pull out the best recommendation. Absolutely. So I really feel that the player count is one of the key aspects of any game. And that can, you know, make or break the game for a lot of people. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, so many things like pandemic has uh, kind of, you know, force people to play two player games or sometimes a solo game. And uh, that that's when uh, we were like thinking, oh man, this has opened up an entire new horizon for board game designers and uh, consumers who buy the board games. So uh, absolutely, yeah. I I I think uh, yeah, during the lockdown, since you just mentioned it, I would really like to stress on the fact that there is a small shift in the uh, you know in the whole. Uh, what do you say the the landscape of board gaming designing because now i see a lot of designers and a lot of publishers focusing on two player boards and single player modes earlier that wasn't the scenario right earlier they would say okay three to five players is the best or three to four players is the best case scenario for any game to be played right. in but right now i when i asked a publisher recently and they just said that no two players is something we want we want this game to be played very nicely in two player as well wow Right. And all, also, and many, so many publishers, I know Stonemaier Games, uh, Jamie Stagmaier, Stonemaier Games, always have a solo mode in their uh, games. All the games, you, you name it, Viticulture, you, uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, you see uh, Scythe, you see all of those games give you an option to play solo. So that's a really interesting point. I mean, that's very interesting because it is solo, but you also have an AI opponent. It's not entirely solo, solo, right? Like, for example, when we designed Indus, uh, like typically roll and write games are known for multiplayer, like massive uh, number of people playing, like whether it's Housey or whether, you know, uh, some of the new uh, games like Welcome to or, or Cartographers and stuff like that. So it was very interesting. Actually, we should call this uh, podcast the wide spectrum of players, right? What do you think, Ranak? 
yeah wide wide spectrum of player counts i think would be very appropriate to you know talk about here because um, since we are discussing number of players we are also discussing uh, you know not even not only less number of players because, but i would also want to touch up on the fact games which uh, take a lot of players you know together there are so many games which go to six player eight player 10 players 12 players 15 players uh, the the other day i i discovered a game called trophies which is a very silly party game which on the box it says goes up to 30 players What? you know 5 30 players so that that's a very interesting player count and that just made me intrigued and buy the game it's a really small tin box and it's a very fun silly party game which can your uncles and aunties and your great grandmothers can also play that game 0 to 30 uh, 0 to 30 or 1 to 30 no 5 5 to, to 30. 30 okay i why did i think 0 i don't think there's any game with a zero player count do you I think yes uh, there was a game which was in the news I I might have just checked in some newsletters uh, the other day there was a game which was uh, marketed as it can also be played with zero players that's, that's something which is really <laughs> But how I mean did we should really uh, dig deep and find this game man Yeah I'm just on my laptop right now meanwhile you know I'm just checking out BGG forums about which which game was this or was I hallucinating So there was one uh, interesting thing I realized I was actually searching uh, for you know games on BGG in the top 100 uh, which are the games which are less than two players or meant for two players and the highest rank in the top 100 which was held by a two player game was like rank 25 or something like that wow yeah. wow that's pretty high that i really feel that that's pretty high for a game which is strictly for two players i think that's pretty high right so because yeah, yeah I, the game also has to get a lot of other things right you know it has to get the game mechanics right it also has to get the replayability right you know so all of these things has to be right for a game to come in the top 100 most played games or the top 100 rankings of bg and i think making it to the top and uh, rank number 25 is super cool because uh, you know the the top 10s are really the pillars of uh, you know board gaming Absolutely. like we have terraforming mars we have seventh continent we have gloomhaven yeah so exactly so yeah i mean uh, coming to think of it you know uh, there are many games out there which allow you to play 2 to 6 2 to 8 2 to 4 but we you know because we love board games and we play a lot of board games we know that every game has that sweet spot which is best played when it is a four player game right what do you think right most most games do offer that however some games uh, are sometimes little bit more complex than others and that's why lower player count is preferred because uh, what happens is that your downtime decreases significantly in lower player counts and that is something which a lot of heavy gamers i'm sure yourself will appreciate when uh, you know you want to do these are more more engine building games i would i would say some of the games like castles of burgundy some of the games like scythe if you really want to you know play the game really quickly and do your own thing 
and absolutely combo making is something which people really appreciate and they are just waiting to make their combos you know but if there are five other players in line uh, that that kind that excitement kind of fizzles that's out, a very interesting you know? point you just read my mind about this concept of downtime right so downtime is basically the time between a player's turn and you know when he's going to ne- get the next turn right so um we were actually thinking a lot about it when we were designing uh, uh indus with amit right so we wanted it in such a way that during your downtime you're actually planning what you're going to build in your city so that kept you mm-hmm. occupied you know and some of the strategy heavy strategy games that's the advantage of it you you are continuously busy you know getting a turn is just one of the actions rest of the time you're actually thinking okay should i go for this resource this place you know where should i keep my workers and stuff like that i i i i'm absolutely amazed with how these uh, game designers can actually think about that aspect because not all games are simultaneous play so downtime yeah. is a very yeah, important thing to look out for i think that should be one of the uh things in your checklist when you're uh, choosing a particular board game calling the oh, shots yeah. absolutely 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 so that is very group intensive falgon because i really think that now in this we are we are slowly uh, drive, you know getting the, entering the, from in this conversation the area or the zone where the type of people matter not not just the quantity of people the type of players right. matter a lot right because in cooperative games you really need to be good right. with your group if you are not then either you're not going to have fun or uh, it is just that you are not going right. to win the game right because always cooperation is required to play co-op games that's that's <laughs> one of the basic fundamental rules of a co-op game and if you are playing with someone who is not going to listen to you then there's no way you're going to win the game right so it's it's also uh, you know the games like aeon's end like pandemic legacy especially if they are legacy games you really need to make sure that you know your group is really right. tight and you guys co uh, are very good at efficiency that's, that's uh, really cool i mean actually you know you should tell the viewers that you've made uh, quite a lot of uh, youtube videos on the best your top 5 uh, you know two player games and top 5 games for couples and that's that's such a cool video man if if you are a couple and you're looking out for games you should go check out ronox videos um yeah so yeah. you know when you used to play at these cafes uh, i have always noticed that you know you you also play a couple of games uh, uh, somewhere one of the tables is you know it's always like you're you're involved in that game and then you walk around you talk to all the people you introduce them to games again go back to that one table and and you know it's your turn you finish your actions and again walk around i mean how do you think about your uh, next turn what you're going to do and stuff i've i've seen that when you were playing uh, res arcana right right yeah so i think i uh, because see uh, if you are in a board game cafe and if there are dull days uh, i make sure that uh, to make uh, you know some games are worth playing in a particular player count right for example right. there's blood rage blood rage is everyone can agree that blood rage is super fun when you play with the right people and there are at least four right. players playing the game right so that's where my, my the group that comes there are certain groups where they enjoy the game now if a third if a fourth player is missing i make sure that i play the game but however since i have other things to do i take on the role of an ai 
right i do only standard actions and i i and i can crank up the difficulty or crank down the difficulty based on the group that i'm playing with so i make sure that whenever i'm playing a game that way i play as an ai which will be always fair to everyone not you know give uh, you know uh, an undue disadvantage to one player and undue advantage to the other one right so that is what i'll make sure that i'll always do some standard and basic actions i th- and i think a lot of games which have solo modes i would just like to tell you that those ais which are developed automa. which we call automa yeah. in board games right so automas are usually mimic the uh, a live person a live player and that's where the fun comes in right where some some automas are designed so well for example it is the one that comes in my mind is right. wingspan right now the automa in wingspan is such a good automa it just doesn't do only standard actions it quickly you know starts mimicking a human player right, right? because what then whatever the whoever the human player is in that uh, solo mode uh, it just reacts to that it doesn't do only four five standard actions right there are right. also some reactions very well right. designed in the automa and that's what makes a very good automa yeah i've noticed right? that in viticulture but honestly speaking i've never played a solo game you know why my family why? like my son you know my son right <laughs> i mean some of you have seen him uh, he's a heavy gamer actually uh, he's just 7 years old he hates two player games hates them any two player game i bring out okay. he's like no he loves to play with family i i don't know why he wants a, you know even if my uh, mother is busy or something like that he will pull her into the game like convince him to play and my mom imagine my mom is sitting there a 67 year old playing blood rage right like, laughing at this whole picture oh here uh, you know i i I'm, i think i shared this image with you sometime back anyway yeah yeah i i think that's the beauty of uh, playing games with more player right. more player counts you know where everyone enjoys the light fun which uh, you know people are having in groups there is also some uh, competition if there are some team games like code names and wavelength and all of those kind of games which require some you know it, it, there's always an edge of right. the seat fun which i like to call where you you want to battle the other team so it it becomes a semi co-op game or you know you are also playing competitive as well as co-op so that's how a lot of good games deal with higher player counts they divide them into two teams or three teams or four you teams or how you call mind, it man. and yeah so each each player gets a very good taste of what it's like to play a cooperative as well as a competitive yeah. game right so that's what one of the it's some this is somewhere in the middle of the spectrum right so you you uh, you kind of play it as a cooperative game as well and uh, beating someone in in a team works works out very well i really like that you know the feeling of beating someone i mean someone you introduced us to this really fun i could yeah it, it's actually a very good party game right i mean it's a very good game to engage a big crowd and that is word on the street I absolutely love that game. Oh yeah, that that's such an underrated game. I really feel that for Indian audiences especially, Word on the Street right. is a gem. You know, because what it does is that even if you're four players to 20 players, it doesn't matter who you are and the participation from a player's perspective, participation is just sitting and suggesting exactly. words, right? And it also satisfied the urges of an alpha player in a team. 
to take to be the captain and you know to, to right. coordinate with everybody and it also has a space for non alpha players that let's say okay you can just sit quietly in the corner and you can still wow, suggest words to your that's really there's deep, no harm uh, in doing that behavioral analysis there man that's really interesting so yeah uh, one interesting thing about the word a uh, word on the street like how you mentioned uh, though it uh, engages uh, i don't know what is the actual player count on that box I think the actual player count is four uh, to twelve people. Okay, but I've seen sure you I engage. Like, but I, yeah, yeah, it scales up. Yeah, it scales up to thirty people. It depends on your crowd management Amazing. skills on a game. So yeah, night. I mean, we know quite a lot of uh, guys who uh, engage so many uh, people for on on parties. Like Kushal does that from board game Adda, right? Oh, absolutely. I haven't uh, talked about it to Kushal a lot, but I think he's a maverick in uh, you know organizing board game parties. He's done so many board game parties. He's also come with a lot of innovative games by himself. Plus, he I think he also does what I like to do is rules editing. You know, if a game is not working it, or has a uh, pro- proper count of number of people and it will only work in that but if you do some rules editing you might engage more people at the same time by keeping the sanctity of Very the you know gameplay by keeping the quality of the gameplay so i've done with just one where i've introduced uh, two copies of just one and i made it a competitive game like code names you know and that that's super interesting uh, we, uh, i think the other day we had 16 what? to 22 people joining for one oh game oh my of goodness okay yeah uh, there are 10 there are 10 people in both the sides there's one person who's who's basically responsible for guessing the word from both the teams all right now the clues get eliminated so quickly and that's the fun right uh, in every in every round uh, you just have one word however the guessers have to guess Correct. by looking at all the clues that that, that takes some uh, crowd yeah, actually, management uh, but think, super fun uh, you know to to come back to the whole point that the spectrum of the number of players it's amazing how there is a game for every requirement here right it's crazy whether it's pictionary or dumb charades or you know uh, any of the games that you can think of it's so good that we have a game for every scenario um can you think of a game i think most of the roll and write flip and write kind of games are generally one to infinity right yes technically yes uh you can say that uh you know bingo Housey, or uh, yeah. tambola or housey yes that's also infinity like everyone has a different set of uh, things or in in roll and rights they choose a different map or and they put down different uh, you know things in a grid so that's kind of one to infinity you can play with everyone i remember uh, jamie uh, stackmeyer had uh, oh, yeah. made a game called nine realms when the it started i think two months in the covid and he played with everyone on the internet it feels like you know he invited so many people to print the game and uh, you know download it print it and play play alongside uh, jamie i i remember it's on a live on facebook i think yeah. you know that's what it was so that's that's and the, the interesting thing about that games. is it's a game about his games <laughs> oh yeah absolutely another game which comes right. to my mind is sudoku Uh, so sudoku is something which has been going on for years it's a puzzle and uh, every day you open your newspaper and basically uh, you know practically millions and millions of people are solving one puzzle at the same time imagine that so yeah i mean uh, coming to the point uh, you know like for example you're you're playing splendor right what right. according to you what is like uh, the best player count 
um i think all player counts are really good in splendor i think four player count is also good three player two two player as well and also the solo have you figured out how to scale splendor to a six player you know can you think of any indian game it could be like you know an ancient indian traditional game as well uh, an indian game which is fantastic with two players it's such an ancient indian game okay we don't even know when it was created honestly it's that old you know what is a crazy thing which will blow your mind in the game it's asymmetric so when you start every player okay. like for example in in, in uh, you know you can choose to be the tiger side and i can choose the lamb side right so you start with three tigers but i start with 15 lambs that's yep. really cool that's really cool i look forward to it let's let's see how that one plays because i really like these standoffish games where uh, you know there are it's between two players and they're always trying to uh, outmatch each other by you know doing stuff or doing actions in the game one of my favorite ones uh, wow. was raptor if you played about played that it's about scientists uh, trying to capture a uh, velociraptor mother and her three children and the raptor being the apex predator has different powers that also has very asymmetric but then you know there are different strategies amazing. that you can approach on different terrains so this is that's, really that's amazing and i mean honestly speaking i think if we start uh, looking into the number of games uh, and themes and things like that there are unlimited uh, games out there so if you are a newbie to board games and uh, you know you're you're learning what are the best games i would suggest uh, just go check out the spiel dejar how do you say spiel dejaris i don't know uh, how do you how would you say that uh, uh, ronak <laughs> the the award that every board game spiel dejars okay spiel dejars <laughs> yeah so check out the winners of uh, this particular award <laughs> and uh, they they are by default you know 9 out of 10 times they are fantastic so the game that i mentioned which was zero player count So it was actually first uh, written as zero to two player counts on BGG. <laughs> It's called "So You've Been Eaten." That's the name of the game. So you've been eaten. Okay, the game is really thematic, where everyone is a, a astronaut, and we are in the belly of a space beast. However, it is important to get inside the belly because you are also mining something from there, and getting eaten is the first part of the game. you know and okay. second part is that you have to mine and do stuff so i think uh, the pre- the last time i checked it was zero to two players but now they have changed it to one to yeah. two players zero player so would be like that's a really interesting movie. development on the yeah i mean there are two ais there are two ais in the game one is a miner ai and one is a space beast ai so i think it would be just two ais playing each other talking uh, about ai it was very interesting how right you compared now. yourself to ai i know we are you're, you're, you're like a genius and all but Uh, if i if i was an ai it would be a very pretty bad ai <laughs> because uh, i don't win many uh, games with by being anyway, an ai so this was a great podcast i think uh, uh, a lot of people have a lot more uh, information about the different player counts and uh, uh, games with different player counts and uh, uh, they also are aware of what to look at when they're buying a new game uh this is so cool ranak i'm so glad the, that we did this podcast and i didn't really find any content based on this when i was actually searching for games so that's one of the main inspirations of uh, doing this and now we have it so yeah everybody 
go check out our uh, social media handles whether it's dice toy labs or uh, ibo podcast or chain games we are very active we keep sharing a lot of content uh, especially ronak uh, he's he's like a machine churning content every day his team is awesome right now absolutely i think uh, we need more content creators so if uh, you are listeners you are into content creation or you have any ideas about uh, board games and you want to share with us or you just want to talk about you know what your favorite player count is and why you like some player counts versus other player counts do hit us up yeah we'll be uh, coming back with a whole new podcast next week uh, we already have thought of a fun topic All right don't forget to subscribe and see you next week bye bye good night awesome so that was it for this episode let us know what you think on ibo podcast on instagram and on facebook and for video content do subscribe to us on youtube at chain games see you soon bye bye